sometimes when we read scripture, it's almost like being a detective. You try to solve a mystery or try to find insights and wisdom that maybe you never saw before. And if you ask the Holy Spirit to guide you, then you find even more insights and you realize how truly rich the scriptures are. This week's readings are a lot like this. As I was preparing the homily, I had little stickies and I had notes all over the place. I was looking at commentaries. I was looking at different saints and what they wrote and things like that. And ah, I was all over the place. So I did what I often do. I asked my friends for help. And some of my best friends are saints. Saints. Did you ever think of having a best friend as a saint or a saint for a best friend? And I'm not talking about Carroll College, right? So I asked them for help in preparing this homily. And I'm going to introduce you to three of them as we go through the readings. And hopefully they'll be able to shed some light into the mystery and to see what God will reveal to us. So are you ready? Here we go. Our first reading is from the great prophet Isaiah. And here God tells him to draw close to God, to forsake his evil ways and thoughts, and to turn to the Lord for mercy, for mercy. However, when we look at our broken lives and things that we may have said or may have done, and we think, you know, we've done things that we've never confessed. We've done things that we're ashamed of. We've done things that we are embarrassed about. We hide behind games and facades. If God really knew what we were like, he wouldn't even like us, let alone love us. This is a lie. That's a lie. That's not true. You can always turn to God. You may have gaffed up things in the past, or maybe your life got a little messed up along the way, but you can always turn to our Lord. God's ways are far above our ways and our thinking. As high as the heavens are above the earth, so are his ways above ours. Okay, time to introduce you to one of my friends. The first one, and uh, this one, because this passage dealt with mercy, I thought I'd turn right to her. Her name is St. Faustina Kowalska, and this is her diary. It's her diary. I don't know if you've ever read it, ever seen it. Great stuff. Great stuff. God gives her um, private revelations about mercy and about prayer and about all kinds of things. It is excellent. And one of the things our Lord tells her is that his mercy is like an ocean. An ocean. Huge. Now, some of you have been to the ocean, maybe the East Coast, the West Coast, or seen pictures of it or whatever. His mercy is like an ocean. It is much bigger than your sin. You cast your sins into the ocean of God's mercy right in the confessional, and they are gone. But God doesn't leave it there. He tells St. Faustina that he wants us to dive into his mercy, 
to plunge into it, to immerse ourselves, to get refreshed. Now look, I know many of you have been wounded. You've had broken lives or things that have happened in the past, and, um, and you think that God's mercy is not for you. Wrong answer. The bottom line is God is merciful. He's mercy itself. It is way beyond what we can comprehend. So I encourage you to turn to him, to dive into his ocean of mercy, and to be healed in his love. In his love. Just trust him. In our second reading, St. Paul is nearing the end of his ministry and his life as well. He longs to be with Christ, but he also wants to stay and be with the communities that he founded. He knows that if he goes out, he's probably going to get arrested and probably will be killed. But he's not depressed. He knows that whether he lives or dies, it is all for Christ. And therefore, he tells the Philippians to conduct themselves in a way worthy of Christ. To give ourselves, our bodies, our minds, our spirits to Christ for him to use. All right, time for my second friend. This one is a mystic, a poet, and uh, wrote beautiful things about prayer. So much so, she became a doctor of the church. Her name is St. Teresa of Avila. And she helps us to see how Christ can live and act in and through us. We need to allow Jesus to use our hands, our feet, our mouths, our brains, our eyes, all of it for his glory. Recently at the cathedral here, we've been advertising different ministries and we even had a ministry fair. We've been encouraging people to step out of the boat, if you will, and, and try a ministry. Try a few different ones or whatever. Use your bodies for Christ. Look, you all have talents. You all can do things I could never even probably dream of. But many of you use your talents. Use them for God. Whether it's computers, cooking, driving, uh, fixing cars, whatever it is. Use it for God. All designed to build up the body of Christ. He has no hands but yours. Has no feet but yours. So let him use them, as St. Teresa reminds us, and build up the body of Christ, his church. In our gospel, this was where I started to struggle. I had some struggles. Because there's so many different interpretations on this one little passage. And it's not that complicated. In the surface level, God goes out at various times. He hires laborers to work in his vineyard. And he gives everyone the same wage, no matter when they started in the vineyard in that day. But how does this relate to us? Well, time to introduce you to my third friend and the final one for this homily, St. Augustine. St. Augustine was a convert to the faith. And his uh, mom prayed for him for 30 years, 30 years to become a Christian. And then finally he did. And not only a Christian, but he too became a doctor of the church. 
And he wrote a little bit about this passage. And when he wrote it, he said, it's kind of like the life of a Catholic. And I thought about that and I wanted to build on it. And so with his help and with yours, here we go. Now the landowner goes out very early in the morning, at dawn, at dawn. And this reminded me of cradle Catholics, people who are baptized as babies, people who are strong in their faith, who are, have strong families and tradition, who have stayed strong all through the years, powerful witnesses. And then he goes out at nine o'clock. This is still in the morning. And this one reminded me of our little second graders, of our first Eucharist kids, the kids who are learning about the body, blood, soul, and divinity of our blessed Lord and Savior. And they have a unique relationship themselves with our Lord. It's beautiful to see. And then our Lord goes out at three o'clock. And this one uh, reminded me of marriage and of spouses and how many people are brought into the church by their spouse or maybe a teacher or a mentor. I think about the teenagers who come back from Legendary Lodge on fire, on fire, and they get confirmed in the faith and they empower everyone else and they invite teenagers to come with them to mass. Great stuff. And finally, we got the five o'clockers these are the guys like me. These are the converts, the people who were seekers most of their lives, wandered down various paths, and then finally came to the beauty and the richness that is the Catholic faith. We have all kinds of graces to build on. Beauty, truth, goodness. We have the scriptures. We have the catechism. We can learn about the saints. Make them, some of them, your best friends. We have priests. We have the church. We have art, history, music. All the stuff we need to become on-fire Catholics. Even if it was later in life. This is our time, ladies and gentlemen. We are the Catholic Church. And we are proud to be Catholic. And it is time to take our voices back into the marketplace and out of the pew and let our Catholic voice be heard. Amen? Amen. Oh, yeah, baby. All right. So this week, let us dive into God's mercy. Let us embrace his forgiveness. Go to confession. Get right with God. Be put into a state of grace. And as St. Faustina reminds you, don't be afraid to dive in. Use your body, your gifts, your talents, and conduct yourselves to make Christ known in this darkened world. As St. Teresa of Avila told us, even if it takes your whole life where it took your whole life to get you where you are right now in the vineyard. Love the teachings of the church. And with St. Augustine, say, I love you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For you have shown me the mysteries and the richness of God in the Catholic faith. It is now time to enter the kingdom.